Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. This is Ace Cast Live. Your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away back. Go Gohei gets a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, 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 well. As you can see on the camera, yes, Commander Cody here, not on the camera just yet. I'm, I guess, de facto Chris Townsend for the next few days because Townie's in Hawaii. Be back on Thursday. But Johnny D, Johnny Dosco, Ray Jensen sitting in with me today on A's Cast Live. A's five in a row, but first, Johnny, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back. Great to see you guys. I was looking forward to this, seeing my guy Ray, seeing the commander. Great to see you. So, yeah, no, it's great. What a what a trip, right? You you lose the first four games of the trip. You win the game five, as I said, and then all of a sudden you say, well, look, you got a chance of winning road trip, and then you win the final four games of the trip, final one in uh, Pittsburgh and the three in Milwaukee. Pretty pretty impressive trip. Yeah, I mean, five in a row, you you take down the NL Central. The A's are now six and three versus the NL Central. That's this right. Year. The one and two against the Reds, who are yeah. now like the talk of baseball all of a sudden because of Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain and Hunter Green. But hey, five in a row, first time since 2021. It's been impressive. Ray, also welcome back. Actually, this might be your first time co-hosting with us. Yeah, other than like remote times, I filled in for you in your uh, European trek last yeah, season. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm always presence always felt when I'm gone. I still joined from Iceland. That's right. We did a broadcast from Iceland for like five minutes with my spotty Wi-Fi, but I was on it. I was on it. So that's great dedication. Yeah. Well, I, well, my wife wasn't too happy about it, but I told, I promised Townie that I would, I'd make an appearance from Iceland, and uh, well, here we are. Nice. Well, look, I mean, look, five straight and and to sweep Milwaukee. I mean, that's look, they they've been struggling offensively a little bit. That's a good club over there, and, and so to to, to win, when to sweep Milwaukee, though, especially going to that 
road trip with 12 wins and, and you, you come out with 17, there, there is a feeling in the clubhouse and, and there was a, there was a, the, the plane was a little louder Let's, on, on, the, on the flight home. Happy flight, or their first happy flight, really, because um, first time they had won right before, uh, you know, obviously leaving for a trip. So it was, it was uh, leaving on the way back, and, and it, was, it was pretty exciting. It was exciting and just to feel the vibes and the, and the plane, and uh, the guys were, were elated to, to, to get some wins. Yeah, it's been great. Sorry, I was texting with uh, the great Greg Horn. Now, we're going to have uh, Andy Freed, Ray's broadcaster, on. Ray's best team in baseball, 48-20 and 20 coming into town. Uh, they just got done with a big series against the Texas Rangers, which I don't think they swept. They won two out of three, if I'm not mistaken, right? They, is that what it was? Two out of three, yeah. Two out of three yeah. against Texas, who is the second best team in the American League right now. Yeah. And they're, they're, coming in, they're coming in playing really good ball. But Andy's going to come on and talk to us about the Rays. And also a dear friend of the show, Dave Wills. Ray has a shirt on in, in, um, in memory of Dave Wills, who passed away in spring training, the Rays radio voice. We're going to have Hogan Harris, A's left-handed starter, nice. coming on. Uh, hopefully sometime around like 4.45-ish. And then we'll have the Hall of Famer, Ken Korak. The great Ken at Korak. The Bay Ken Area, Bay yeah, Area Radio yeah. Hall of Famer, Ken yeah, absolutely. Korak. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, look, this Rays team, they're, they're no joke. I mean, 31-7 and seven at home. Uh, fortunately, they're, they're playing on the road here. But as Katze said in the, in the scrum, they're like, look, it was, he goes, hate to use this word, but it, it was embarrassing that that, the performance in Tampa Bay, where the team was outscored 31 to five, they lost back-to-back 11 nothing games. Uh, it, w- it was tough, and the, they they had one hit in, in the one 11 nothing loss, three hits in the other one, so four hits in two games. They did score five runs in the in the in the first game, but it was it was frustrating, a very frustrating. It was a different time for that team, obviously, but um, I, I'm sure that the A's haven't forgotten about about that those three games in Tampa. Ray, you interned for the Tampa Bay Rays years ago. Um, what was it like, one, working there, and then how has it changed or become better since then? Yeah, so when I interned, it was in 2017. So the Rays were kind of just starting to rebuild a little bit from the last time they were contending in the World Series of the Phillies. And you could see the process, the wheels turning. It was before the Chris Archer trade, which I think put him over the top to get to that World Series in Had to bring that up, huh? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> had to bring that trade well, up. Well, because your, your buckos decided to First take it out buckos. on my amazings, so I had to get a little <laughs> shot in there. But yeah, no, it, it's it's a gr- been a great organization to, to work for, and, and I've been blessed and fortunate to go from one great organization to the other, from here to the A's. And yeah, I, I think I, I don't think much has changed because it just seems they just keep that rotation going, keep that new trend of players going throughout the year. So yeah, it, I think the Rays they're always kind of intrinsically tied mm-hmm. to the A's, Johnny, just the way their baseball operations operate, dependent a little bit more on trades, a little more on drafting, some international signings, but. And a little low budget, I think, is the key mm-hmm. there. But the Rays, they find a way to keep winning. They have hit on so many of those guys, haven't they? You know, it's just amazing. We talk about a Rosa Reina and a lot of these guys they picked up in trades and the farm system and what the what they've done with the pitching, the young pitching, and just the international signings. It's been really remarkable what they've been able to do. Yeah, it really has been. I and mean, the Trop is a unique atmosphere. Having worked there, it's it's loud. It's it's amazing how loud it is. Yeah. And then, of course, the uniqueness of the catwalks and how that's what's considered a home run, what's considered not. You get used to it after a while, but it's a difficult place to defend there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Well, look, they've had uh, some injuries with the pitchers, and somebody just seems to come up. Uh, you have guys that just step up, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they just seem to have that next hero, that next big hit, and when they need it. And, of course, the pitching performances. Cody and I were going over it before the, the, the start of today's show. Their pitching has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Their starter ERA alone, Cody, has been really impressive. And it's, it's crazy, too, because they've lost guys like Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs. But it's the guy 
that starting tonight who's been awesome for them is Zach Eflin. You know, we got the, I don't want to give it away, but there is a question about Eflin and know your raise for Johnny a little bit later today. We're going to bring back the know your and insert team name here, but mm -hmm. Eflin's been great for the team. He has the area under under three. He has eight wins, which is the what third most in baseball behind only teammate Shane, Shane McClanahan and former Ray uh, Nathan Avoldi. So he's been a, a really good find for them in free agency, and he's been kind of ca carrying their pitching staff with McClanahan with the injuries. But, yeah, they're a good team. Wander Franco had his first run like, since, like, May 9th this yeah. weekend. Like, that's just unbelievable for him to not have to go that long of a time of period with homer, uh, homerless drought. And the team's so good. And Wander Franco's still having a very good year. Yeah. You know, getting back to Eflin, though, look, this is a guy that, that with the Phillies, he had some he had some pretty good years. And it's just such a great signing for the Rays. And, and uh, you know, look, I always wonder, will there ever be a guy, will there be a starting pitcher in our lifetime that has more more wins than walks, right? And I always, you know, Maddox at one point, he had he had 19 walks and 18 wins, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's, it, it's a... It, an unbelievable stat if you could ever do it. Right now, Zach Eflin has eight wins. He has nine walks, right? So yeah. even at this point, you get to the first part of June, you have a guy that's, that's flirting with that even. He's been, uh, he's been unbelievable for them. And it's, on the other side of it, we look at the A's. Walks has been one thing we can agree on that has been a struggle for this pitching staff. So, But let's talk about the positives in that road trip. I think the pitching is starting to turn a corner, guys. I, for sure. The, the team ERA has gone down. It's now six. I mean, it's still high, but it's 639. It's gone down. The what we saw from JP Sears yesterday, he got his first win since September of last year. His last six starts, he has an area of I think it's 253. He's been he's been really good the last few uh, starts, especially on the road trip. He was good even in starting Pittsburgh, didn't get the win, but he pitched well there. I, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of the starting pitching. They're starting to come together. The bullpen's been better as well. I know we've still got to maybe find some spots for Fuji and Trevor May, but I, I like what I've seen the last six games from the, the uh, starting No question. There. And look, we talk about Sears, and uh, Sears a guy, look, that game in Houston where he threw 37 pitches in the first inning. He was actually one, he was actually one batter away from being taken out of the game. He had 37 pitches in the first inning. He found a way to, to retire 16 out of 17 Astros, right? And that, that lineup is no joke, as we yeah. know. So, yep. look, he, and he's pitched well enough to win three, four, even five maybe, but four games for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm so uh, I think the whole team was relieved that he was able to get that win in that ball game yesterday. You know, because looks as we know, wins for starting pitchers have been at a premium to say the yeah, least. So five all year. So yeah. yeah. So this, so for for Sears to get, I know he was all smiles on the plane, uh, and uh, he he's he's such a team guy anyway. But but for him to get that win was really rewarding. It was cool. Yeah. And one nice thing to know before we get to Andy Freed here, uh, now up to 17 wins. And we're kind of moving slower, you know, slowly past that narrative of the historically bad start. Now we're just talking about the team winning games. They're only one game behind the Royals in the win column. So we can kind of start moving past that, you know, Cleveland spider talk. And I know we still may be on, we're still on pace with the amazing or the 1962 Mets and the 2003 Detroit Tigers. They were uh, that was they were historically bad, too. But they're playing much better. And that's all you could ask is seeing the team improve each day. And a five-game winning streak tied for the second hottest – or tied for the hottest team in Major League Baseball with the Arizona Diamondbacks who are on an, playing unbelievable baseball. Yeah. Corbin Carroll is, has been a great find for them. I know he's not yeah. really fine. He was a top prospect, but he's been playing great. Their pitching's been good, and they're just going to keep getting better. But it's good to see the A's rack up some wins in June. They already have five wins in June. They had six in all of May. So we, we could already surpass that total to homestand. Love that. I love that. Team's playing good baseball. It's really, really uh – been a lot of fun to a lot of fun to watch. I look forward to talking a little baseball with Andy Freed, 
who uh, has been the voice of the Rays for, for quite a while, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been synonymous of a lot of the great moments in Tampa Bay Rays yeah. history, and it's always a pleasure to, to talk with him, and it's like one of the nicest guys in all of baseball. Yep. Andy, it's great to see you. Johnny? Yes. I'm wet. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Good to see you. How are you doing? Good to see you, Andy. Good. Yeah, it's been, I don't think I've seen you since 2012, correct? Yeah, I, I think 2012 when, when, when I filled in for Ken had his knee replacement and I got the chance to see you in Tampa. Johnny, I was yeah. going to say, I didn't know if you remember meeting me. I, I certainly do remember meeting yeah. you. I'm happy to hear that you remember that as well. I remember yeah. meeting you in the hallway yes. uh, outside outside the booth. So it's yeah. wonderful to see you yeah. again. And congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate Good that. Good to have you here full Thank time. Thank you. It's and nice. this guy, Ray Jensen, I know. you know. I know. He's the <laughs> guy mean, right here. I know. Of, what kind of guy is this? Seriously, yeah. buddy. How are you? I'm good. How are yourself? Good. Yeah. Great to see you. Great to yeah, see you. It's, it's great to have it's you. Awesome. And I, look, I, uh, this, this Rays team has been fun to watch. You know, and look, we know that the the showing that the A's had when the team was in Tampa was not great. They're looking forward to playing the Rays again. But the the start, that hot start, must have been must have been pretty special. Huh? Pretty exhilarating. I mean, it, it's been a weird month. Uh, uh, we, it was a weird couple of months to begin the year with. And I, I'm reminded of it because I see Ray's shirt. My uh, longtime yeah. broadcast partner, yes. Dave Wills, of course, suddenly. Uh, left us on March 4th. So, uh, honestly, we were dealing with so much during that time, it was a lot of compartmentalizing. It was uh, enjoying it for the moment, feeling like a little sad that he wasn't there yeah. to uh, be there because, as you know, Ray, you were with us for a good solid season that uh, he would have had a great time. He was a lot of, lot of fun to hang with. But that 13 in a row was a pretty remarkable ride, and honestly, it hasn't felt like it stopped. This is the only team of baseball that hasn't lost three in a row this year, yeah. which if you follow baseball, by mid-June or early June, whatever we are, that's pretty remarkable. I do, I do want to talk about Dave. Sure. Uh, I really do because, I, you know, I, I uh, personally, when I, he reached out to me when I, when I got, got the job with the A's and he said, I, I can't wait to see you. And I, I was looking forward to the day to see him so badly. And I know you were one of your best friends and he was such a, uh, such a vibrant part of life. He just he enjoyed life so much, and just so so. Uh, I know this has been such a huge loss, obviously for the Rays fans, but for his family and everything. He's such a great human. So I know you miss him every day. Well, it's know? where like, you know I, I I was sorry to shoehorn it in there. I couldn't help it when when I think yeah. of that thirteen and zero start. Yeah, it's this great memory mixed with this awful memory all yeah. at the same time. And I yeah. I had a very hard time separating. The two of them, and I still do. I think of one, I, I think of the other. Uh, yeah. Early April was a really difficult time, and honestly, in some ways, it hasn't gotten that much better. I mean, I keep thinking how much he'd be enjoying this, uh, and, and I see his his wife and daughter and son uh, mourning, and we're all still mourning for him. At the same time, though, and Ray, you could appreciate this, mm-hmm. I hear his voice in my head, head a lot saying, stop it, go enjoy the game, and do what we're all here to do, and that is celebrate Rays baseball I know, and that's, you yeah, know so it's a it's a real mixed bag emotionally for sure well for those who don't know I mean I and I just from being around you guys in 2012 I and mean, you guys went everywhere together you went in the coach's office you were in the booth you guys did it right you guys were thick as thieves you guys did everything together I love that though you know well, you know it's funny they say if you have a job you love you'll never work a day in your life yeah. well what if you have a job you love with a person you love I right mean, exactly you know yeah. they became really good friends Pretty quickly back in yeah. 2005, and we were inseparable, yeah. and it wasn't because we had to. It was just because we enjoyed each other's company very much. And, you know, in life, at some point, you can expect you'll lose your grandparents. You'll lose your parents, people that are older than you. But when you lose a contemporary, it really is its cold water to the face. Um, yeah. So that I'm still trying to make sense of it. Uh, we still get tweets about it all the time. Uh, teams are still leaving us wonderful 
cards and, and flowers, it's much yeah. appreciated. Uh, but it, it is a reminder what we don't have. But again, I, I, I mourned with Dave, you know, for the loss of his dad, his mom, uh, yes. mutual friends. So I kind of have a sense of how he felt during those moments. And I, I really do strongly hear his voice in my head saying, cut it out, go enjoy the game. Yeah, you know. and you know, he'd be and is enjoying this this run, right? I mean, this oh. incredible run that the, the Rays are on right now. It's like well, and, and you have to go <laughs> back to at least certainly when Dave and I got here in two thousand five, but long before that in nineteen ninety eight, the franchise really was a, a a joke for quite a long time. It was when you were on the top ten list of the Late Show with David Letterman as a punchline, you know you've made it as a as a pretty big <laughs> embarrassment uh, nationally, and that that was fairly routine for a time there. So to think of how far it's come in that short of time, from 05 when Dave and I arrived to 08 when we won the pennant, and it really hasn't taken much of a backseat since. It's a relevant team that would not have seemed possible in the era of, uh, of modern teams with Yankees, Red Sox, even right. in the division with Toronto and Baltimore, who uh, have their own TV networks. To, to think that the Rays can do what they do, there's not a moment that's lost of us appreciating uh, how great this is. You know, we're baseball fans. This is a yes. heck of a baseball story. And yes. maybe I have an axe to grind because I still don't think that the Rays get the respect. Yeah. And I think yeah. the A's, you know, during the winning years probably didn't also get some of the respect that they right. deserve. So we, you deal with some of that, and in the grand scheme, you just enjoy the ride. You know, it really is. It's like surfing a wave, man. You, you don't yeah. know when it's going to crash. Maybe yeah. it will, maybe it won't. But let's keep uh, enjoying it because every day you come to the park, it's, it's felt like they're going to win the baseball game. That's awesome. Yeah, well. Andy, one thing that always stuck with me with, with Dave, if you don't lead the league in wins, lead it in fun. And that's one thing that's always stuck with me, and I'm sure the, A's, the Rays radio booth is still pushing that forward. We came up with that together uh, because yeah. in the early years, there wasn't winning, and, and there was no sense of potential winning on the horizon. Uh, th there was no thought that we could ever really hang with the Yankees or the Red Sox. Uh, when you think of what that time period was in 05, the Red Sox had just won the series. Uh, they had they and the Yankees had been in the LCS back-to-back -back years. They were the monsters, and there was no way that could ever happen. Uh, so we were going to have a good time. We were happy to be here. Uh, and, and at the time, the fan base for the Rays was a mix between anger and apathy. You know, half the people didn't like the team, and the other half ignored it. Uh, so to, to think of how far it's come by winning, by better ownership, uh, Stu Sternberg and his crew have done incredible things with this franchise and to think what it's become. So we, we, it's become a lot easier uh, to to have fun at the ballpark, but we're going to have fun one way or the other, whether we win or not, because it's just great to be involved. Yeah, you and, know, Dave, look, and, and Dave and I would always say, look, we're, we're here for a brief time. It was here before us. It'll be after us. Yeah. Let's cultivate it, have a good time, and hopefully hand it off better to whoever comes after us. Yeah, it just seems that, you know, you, you, you get pitchers that go down with injuries, and all of a sudden the 22-year-old kid, Tosh Bradley, comes up, right? And it, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, you, and the, it says about the farm system and how they do things, and I, I think uh, Josh Lowe said it best. He said, look, this, I mean, he said it may sound like a cliche, but this is a family, and you feel that as, as a player going through the minor leagues. It's not just coach speak it's not a cliche it, it feels like a family in the minor leagues he goes i know people are going to be upset when they get released and traded and all that he goes i get that but but from my experience it feels like a family well i, I can tell you having been a member of the front office there for for 19 this is my 19th year now and it's not just what happens on the field it's organizationally it's under the umbrella of what Stu and matt silverman and, and brian all uh, and uh, Andrew Friedman before him, and many others, Eric Neander, 
uh, Peter Bendix, I could go on and on, uh, have been able to cultivate. And it's not easy, and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time to build that culture of a franchise and what you want it to be. And a lot of it is coming down to the basic point of being your authentic self. We're in baseball here. We're not yeah. selling widgets. Right. You Have know, fun. We're, we're not that. at an assembly line, and we're not doing things that aren't fun. So enjoy yourself. And I, yeah. I think a lot of that was when Joe Madden, why he was the right fit uh, as the manager at that point in time, 2006. Because as you know him now, that's the way he's always been. Express yourself. Have yeah. a good time. Yes. Be silly. Step out of the comfort zone. You never know where a good idea might come from. He was all for trying wacky ideas. And I think, like, Tozy series is a really good example. Uh, and I'm not I'm not trashing any of his other organizations. Yeah, yeah. They do things the way they feel is right. But Siri and the Rays are a really good mix because he's allowed to just be him. Yeah. If he wants to goof it up a little bit on a fly ball, as long as you make the catch, right. it's okay. Wander yeah. flips the ball to himself, throws to first. Make the play, yeah. okay. Randy does his posing. As long as you're getting the job done, have a good time with it. I think that permeates the front office, and it certainly permeates for the players. Yeah. You know, and Andy, this team has passed a lot of litmus tests, I think. When the Pirates came to the drop, both teams had the best records in their respective league. Then you just face the Rangers. You and the Rangers in the top two records in the American League. But still, it seems the Rays are kind of seen as an underdog. How do you feel about that? I know you touched on it a little bit, but re- really get into it. What grinds your gears on that? We're the forever underdog. Uh, we always have to hear, what is the secret sauce down there in Tampa? Well, first of all, it's in St. Petersburg. Second of all, there's no secret sauce. You know, I grew up a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I'm from Baltimore in the 70s and early 80s. Uh, During that time, they had built a tremendous culture in the organization, bringing up uh, a tremendous amount of young players and farm systems, scouting other teams' uh, players and their prospects and maybe picking one off here or there, developing their own culture of good defense. That's the part that gets lost with the Rays. It's the same sort of stuff. It's pitching and defense and timely hitting. Now, I will say this year we've hit way better than any other projections could have yes. foreseen. You know, in the offseason, the, the criticism of the Rays was they needed to go out and get a left-hand hitter, and they didn't get it. Well, it turns out Josh Lowe got better as a player. Luke Rayleigh got better as a player. Wander Franco is healthy. Brandon Lau was healthy until yeah. recently. So those left-handed hitters, turns out, they were there. So while they couldn't pull off a deal for any of the veteran guys that they may have been targeting, uh, the young guys ended up kind of doing it. So uh, you're always going to be an underdog in this yeah. in this division. And you know, the A's may have to deal with that curse uh, as well. So what? You just go out and win. You know, when, when we were 13-0 and 0 as well, look who they played. And then it's you get to the end of April and they're still running away with this thing. And it's like, well, wait till May when they face all the first place teams. Yeah. And then they go 7-1 against Boston and they win two series against the Yankees. They go 4-3. and three, They split one. And they lead the season series against the Blue Jays. And they've only played the Orioles three times. And then they win series against the Rangers and the Dodgers. Right, yeah. And, okay, who else are you going to throw at us before we start to get a little respect around here? I don't care. I, I don't think any of the players care about nope. that at all. For I think sure. the fans take umbrage with it because it does feel like a little bit of a lack of respect sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, who really cares? You just go out and win a baseball game and you keep winning and they've got to respect Yeah, it. one more for you. Uh, Randy Rosarena, I, I I love his story. I love he came from nothing. He, he's his his uh, infectious personality, the way he approaches the game, the talent, the athleticism. Former gymnast. Uh, he just can you talk about him and what what you what you know about him and what you've seen from him? Well, first of all, I think all the players that come from Cuba have incredible stories to tell. Yes. some of them are willing to tell them. Most of them are not. Right. Probably for a number of reasons that 
maybe we couldn't even completely comprehend some of the things that they've gone through. I mean, Yandi is, Yandi Diaz is a great example of being arrested. I forgot if it was three or four times for leaving Cuba and then finally getting a chance to play here. Uh, that's just one small one that I think of. But when you think of Randy, uh, Randy doesn't talk about Cuba a whole lot, but it says a lot that he has embraced Mexico. That's where he, yeah. he, he considers that his home and the U.S. for that matter. And I think because it is genuine, that's why he's able to kind of pull off some things that other other people can't. Yes, it's flashy, and it probably does rub some people the wrong way, the posing and that sort of thing. At the same time, I don't think the Rays have ever had a player that have been able to connect with the fans and be a star player at the same time. Longo was a superstar player, but probably not a guy that's going to sit there and be as warm and fuzzy, perhaps, as a guy like, like Randy. And I don't mean to knock Longo. I love him. David Price, great, great player. Probably not that guy. A, a player of Randy's personality is rare. Yeah. Uh, we've opened up this section in left field called Randy Land, where if he homers on a Friday night home game, everybody gets a drink. Well, yeah. it's turned into this big thing where they sold it out, and they extended it another section, so it's two sections, and they sold that one out as well. Yeah. So it, it's he's connecting with fans and being a star player in the way that no other race player has in their franchise history, and it's really been a joy to watch. And uh, that's why our crowds have been up, I think, in, in some ways. Winning does a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's been an awful lot of fun to be around. And Randy just, he's having a good time playing baseball. He looks man. like it. He, he looks like is. he is. You know, it's, ah, it's so good. He's well, fun. You're fun. And it's good to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Johnny Ray, my pleasure. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ace Cast. I think Love we should it. be doing stuff like this. That's great. And this guy, we knew way back when. So yep. uh, really proud of you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that you. things are going so well. Thanks, yeah. Andy. Thanks, Thank appreciate you very much, yep. Andy. Well, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have Know Your Rays of myself and Johnny coming up next here on Ace Cast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Well, as we already pointed out, Chris Townsend not here. Cody Elias, Johnny D, Ray Jensen here. We just had Andy Freed on, broadcaster for the Tampa Bay Rays. Great to learn more about the Rays, even though we already know a lot about them. But it was also great to hear about Dave Wills. Yeah. He's a good friend. Dave came out a lot with Tony and I over the years, so 
it was really sad to hear about his passing, but it was good to hear you guys talk to Andy about Dave and his legacy. I'm sure, and I'm sure it's therapeutic for Andy to talk about it because, I mean, those, like I said, I mean, those guys, they went everywhere together. And you go to the ballpark, and you know, you look, you're you're with your TV, your radio partner, and you see him in the booth, and you 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 know, we we're fortunate enough to like the people we work with, but those well, guys, those well. guys were those guys were <laughs> those guys were thick as thieves, man. So I just I know he thinks about them every day, and I know when you work with someone every day like that, and then. It was just a tragic, tragic pass because he was, I mean, I just, I couldn't wait to see him. I couldn't wait to see him for the, for this time when they were coming out here. I was, I, I was, I couldn't wait. And uh, so I, I can't imagine what he, what he's, what he goes through and his family goes through, you know, so. Yeah, it, it was. I was. We were, I mean, we always look forward to talking to him and, and we're, we're uh, close with Dwayne Stats, the TV voice who was not on this trip. So, yeah. so, but it was nice catching up with Andy. That's actually the first time I've got a chance to meet Andy. So it was nice. Yeah. Take a chance to meet him, and then Ray get to reconnect with Andy after his years uh, mm-hmm. interning. But so we talked about the race. So nice transition into a segment we did very popular in spring training. Yeah, we, called Know Your Insert Team here. So we're right? gonna do Know Your Race. Oh, here we go. This guy's gonna crush me on this. Oh, we'll I, see. This, we'll see. This is gonna be good. So we'll start with the easy one uh, for Know Your Ray. What year was Ray Fossey drafted? I'm just kidding. We're not doing that kind of race. We're talking about the Tampa Bay race. What city do the Tampa Bay Rays actually play in? Oh, uh, what is St. Petersburg? That is correct. Right. What is St. Petersburg? Yeah. Is correct, right? Did you know yeah. that? I did. I, I lived across the street from the Tropicana Field, so I would hope <laughs> I knew your, it. That was your address, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. All right, number two. Who was the first ever manager of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? First ever manager of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Oh, that's a good question, man. Uh, I know who it's not because I guessed it incorrectly earlier. But I'll, I'll see if you fall in that same pitfall. Was it Don Zimmer? No. Who was it? The answer. The answer is Larry Rothschild. That's good. Okay. Larry. I guess Lou Pinello. That, yeah, Lou Pinello's second pitch- manager. Rothschild's yeah. a pitching guy. Yeah. Wow. He was a pitching coach for the Yankees. Was that a couple? What was the pitching coach for the Yankees? It was recently, like in the la- at least in the la- within the last ten years. So yeah, Rothschild, first ever manager of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Okay. When they were still called the Devil Rays. Right. Okay. Who was the first ever player selected number one overall by the Devil Rays? Number one overall by the Devil Rays was it? Uh, was it? Was it Evan Longoria? No, no he was. No. He was. A, no, uh, yeah. he was. Uh, Ray didn't know this either. Only guy I could think of was Tim Beckham, who was more modern era Rays. Yeah, yeah. Is this, this guy ever ever doing? This guy went on to become an MVP, not with the Devil Rays. Oh man, he was out of the league for a bit. Troubles off the field. Then came back with the Reds, then went to Texas and turned around his career. Once dropped the ball in center field in Oakland in, the, in game 162. Then went on to play for the Angels and signed a historically bad contract. Oh, who is Josh Hamilton? That's correct. There he is, Josh many, Hamilton. You know, that, doesn't, that didn't even count, though. That, too many hints. That did, that did not count. That, that's embarrassing. It took me that long. So it was, I, I, it was, Ray mentioned Tim Beckham. Beckham was 2008. Um, the next guy after that was Delman Young was the next 1-1 one, one in 2003. Okay. So Rays have had some uh, had some number one, had some 1-1s. One, yeah. We're in Oakland. We have, I don't know, I think the last 1-1 one, one we had was Rick Monday in 1965. That was, right? that yeah. was Kansas yeah. City. So, I mean, it yeah. doesn't even count. Wow. Okay. What are the names of the Tampa Bay Rays mascots? This I would not know. This is you. you. Is t- okay. Well, there's yeah. Raymond, and then there's DJ Kitty. Okay. 
All right. I don't know if DJ Kitty is still around. I see more Raymond nowadays on, right. on social media. But, yeah, no, they had DJ Kitty and Raymond. Okay. Yeah, that, there's, there's oh, your DJ two, Kitty and Raymond. I'll remember that from now on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. If it gets brought up on the – if Ken asks you on the radio broadcast on Ace Cast and the A's Radio Network today, uh, Johnny, uh, your extensive knowledge of the mascots of the, of the race, it, who are they? And you're like, well, Ken, let me tell you, it's Kitty and Raymond. He'd be like – how did you know that? I, I'm, I, if he throws that at me, if he throws the changeup at me, I'll, I'll wait on it and I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. There you, there you yep. go. That's yep. all. I mean, I hope. Ken, I now hope Ken does ask you that. I hope. Yeah. Da- and I hope Vince has Dallas or Dallas has Vince on the television broadcast as well. Right. Who is the TV voice of the Tampa Bay Rays? Dwayne Stats, there. of course. Come on. All right. Well, I did that's mention a, it that's earlier. a really yeah. short putt. Pick it up. Short putt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though for not, this not, series, Andy Freed. Yeah, uh, well, that's true. Yeah, technicality, true. Yeah. Uh, not like the putt like the guy from the Canadian Open hit from like 72 feet yesterday for the Eagle to yeah, win. To be, that was, to that be was Tommy awesome. Fleetwood, yeah. Yeah, that was yep. an awesome putt. Yep. Uh, who was the first ever opener for the race? I, I, I'm going to say, who is Sergio Romo? This guy. I mean, he's on fire right now. I'm, I'm actually a little, I'm a little surprised you're getting this many right. After what happened in spring training, I don't know. <laughs> spring training was a – there were some good moments, but there were some bad moments. The, the worst – I think the worst one I asked you the entire spring training was what beer is brewed at Coors Field, and everyone's like, Coors Light. And I'm like, no, it's actually Blue Moon. No, such a hard question oh, to get right. Such a great changeup. Yeah. All right. Who signed the biggest free agent contract in the history of the Rays franchise? That would be the gentleman who's pitching tonight, Zach Eflin. Three years at 40. That's the 40, biggest yeah, one. Yeah, Are you three. sure? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, biggest free agent free contract. Agent. Yeah, oh, obviously, the biggest okay. resign was Wander Franco. Right, then right. before that was Longoria. Right. Okay. So there, there you go. Okay. It's a good little, almost a trick question. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. tricky. Yep. Which manager's coaching staff was Kevin Cash a part of? Oh, man. Do you know this? I do. What is it? Do you want Terry Francona? Cleveland Guardians. Well, then nice. Indians. Yep. He was a bullpen coach before he took the job with Tampa Bay. He's what one of the class act like, this guy is. He knew the answer. He's just waiting. He's, he's just like, waiting, yeah. yeah. yeah he's <laughs> playing the light. <laughs> he was as, a class as a, act. Class act right here. Class act. He was playing the long game, as they yeah. say. Okay. Uh, who was the final out of Dallas Braden's perfect game? Oh, man. I, 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 I should know this, bro. This is so embarrassing. I don't know this. I don't. I don't. I it was, don't. It was against the Rays, obviously. That's why I have it in there. Yeah. And the guy is now manager for of a big league team. I didn't know it, what so I, it? I can't, in all conscience, make this count. Do you? Do you have an I idea? Don't, I don't know what it is. Gabe Kapler. It's Gabe Kapler. That is great stuff. Wow. So next time you see Gabe Kapler, when when we take on the Giants, make sure you bring it up. Yeah. Who was the last? Uh, well, yeah. Who was the only pitcher? No. How do we have this? Yes. Who was the last pitcher to throw a perfect game versus the Rays? Versus the Rays? Yeah. Clearly, it's not Dallas Braden. So it's, it's not Dallas. Someone, someone did it since then. Okay. He was. It's oh, actually. I'm gonna say. Uh, was it Felix Hernandez? Correct. The last yeah. perfect game in baseball it happened okay. 11 years ago. Yeah. Final one. Who's thrown the only Rays no hitter? Matt Garza. Oh, you didn't give Johnny a chance. Boom. To, you didn't I, even give Johnny I, a chance. I gotta add end this one right away. Matt nice, Garza. Nice. Nice. Are you uh, a Garza guy? You like Garza? I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tony always made the best point, but I, I was waiting for someone to say James Shields. And Tony always goes. How many big games did he actually really win? <laughs> I could see Tony watching this. How could you not know it's Gabe Kapler? How could you not yeah. know that, John? It's, cra- it's crazy when you think about it because, okay, uh, we can just take one step further. Who was the shortstop that threw out Kapler? Cliff Pennington. There you go. There you go. Look, this is like, like a true pro. Redeemed himself. Know, yeah, totally. He redeemed himself. It's crazy to think that it was Gabe Kapler who was on the on the race. He was also a Red Sox. I mean, yeah. Kapler bounced around a lot. He now did. He's, now he's doing a nice job managing the Giants. And, and uh, we don't, we don't, uh, when do we play them? July? Yeah, I don't. 
think it's, it's sometime in July. Yeah, I think that's It's a two-game set, yeah. then a two-game set. Two-game set there and two-game set here. But, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Kapler final out um, of, of Dallas's perfect game, which was, what, 13 years ago last month? Yeah, that's it's right. Been, it's been May a long 10th, time. 2010. May 9th, 2010. Yep, yep. Uh, A's lefty Hogan Harris is going to join us All right. probably after BP. Okay. I'm, I'm just watching as the guys are shagging fly balls here. Uh, by the way, SC Ruiz, since we're talking about tonight's game, now hitting 410 with runners in scoring position. Have you ever seen a leadoff hitter be that good with guys in scoring position? Amazing. It just, it's clockwork. And you always talk about, like, slowing the game down, right, and having that slow heartbeat, and you hear that cliche a lot. But I think it's true. I think it really is true with Esteuri to be able to do that. And I, I always say I'll not surprised with the year he's having. I just, I'm just impressed with the intelligence and development and, and the way he applies what he, what he's taught. And he's just obviously the speed he has and the athleticism, but he's learning center field. He's getting better reads now. He, he just, again, as Townie had mentioned, like it's a work in progress. He's learning that position, right? He came up as an infielder and he's learning center field. So uh, he, I think he's been, I think he's been impressive overall. I really do. But just to be that clutch and everything. And look, when you talk about rookie of the year, he has to be in the conversation, Ryan. No, it has to be in the conversation. So it, it, what we, what we're seeing right now is pretty exciting with the A's. Well, I'll throw this to you guys since we're talking about Ruiz. And Ryan noted now fourth in Major League Baseball with a 410 on base percentage. Leads, he's what, fifth, I think, in baseball and walks. He's having a great year. He's getting on base. I called him Joey Votto Light the other day. Uh, the home run power is not there yet. Could develop. He's still 27. Uh, if you had to pick one right now, who's the A's All-Star? As we look, as we look oh, ahead a month to the All-Star game in Seattle, I'll be there. Man, that, that really between uh, – you know, between Ruiz and between, between Ruiz and Noda, it, it's close. It really is. I mean, obviously those two are in the conversation right now. I, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's. I, Remember, every, every team has to have one. So. Yeah. Ray, yeah. Ray brought up a good point. Ray said he thinks there could be multiple guys, and we're forgetting about Brent Rooker. I mean, he still put he still has the numbers that can maybe. He had the numbers to start that would have been a shoe in, and now we're kind of looking more towards it. We don't know. So yeah, yeah, right. and and you know the Rooker, you see there are some signs that he's signs that he's coming out of it too. So that, that that's a possibility too. Rooker could be a possibility too. But I, you look at, uh, yeah, I mean I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I I, I look I'm I'm more inclined to just look at rookie of the year because that's what I sure. for, yeah. for no, those sure. two, you know. So I kind of get uh, caught up in that. But I but as far as all stars, yeah, I mean. It's funny. Sears doesn't have the wins, obviously, but he's pitching really well, man. You I know, he really is. And I, I, we have a, we have several more starts for the All Star. That's not out of the realm of possibility. It's I, not. I told Ray that I said I feel like a, a, getting a pitcher in will be probably the more realistic option for for the A's, and I felt like J.P. Sears will be a guy if he continues to pitch at the pace he's at, the 2.53 ERA over his last six. If he can keep doing that and bringing that ERA down, is what 4.15 on the year. Yeah. I feel like he could be the guy. I think it personally, it's gonna be Ryan Noda. Will be the All Star. It, it could think? be. It could be yeah. Ryan Noda. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's leaning towards more Noda right now. Not that SD can't get in, and I, yeah. I definitely think there's a chance that we could see SD Uri and Ryan Noda and the All Star game. You I, never know. Can I make a 2024 20, All Star prediction? That's bold. Go ahead. I love it. Hold on. Is, is it going to be better than your White Sox winning the Central prediction, or <laughs> how's that working out? He's guy has a mean streak to him. He was waiting for me. that so bad. You, I know. You, I was waiting for got, the, he's got a mean streak to him. We, we talked about it. He I was making and choosing my spot, Johnny. I, I, I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. Uh, but, yeah, so you can make your prediction for 2024. I think that Luis Medina is starting to 
you're going to see some special things out of him and and okay. into next year as well or the end of this year and into next year as well. I think he's I think he's special. I do really you, do. Do you think that they continue to keep using the opener for him or do we let him just go? I, I think the, I, I like the opener. I like I'm, I've always been a big opener guy, but I like the idea of doing it for some of the younger pitchers like Medina to let him not go through the top of the order three times and not face the, the top or the go through the order three times and not face the top of the order to start the game, especially if a, a team like Tampa Bay also. So I, I like it. You have you have a couple guys that have experience being the opener, like Austin Pruitt, like your good friend Sammy Long, who we're going to have on sometime this week. Yeah. He's been the opener the multi- last couple of years for the Giants. I think it's a good a good strategy to use, especially for Medina. I, I like that. It's bold. That is very bold. I, I didn't think you were going that. They were going to yeah. say something like, Soderstrom is going to be an awesome. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, first round pick, I mean, it's not really that bold, but you did tell me in Pittsburgh that we would win two or three against the Pirates, and you were right. And you did tell Alex and I that you thought the team was going to get hot, and they've won five in a row. So. Besides the White Sox, you're on a good roll right hey, now. Hey, speaking of <laughs> and, the, and the Cardinals being in the World Series. Right, Cardinals, Cardinals Blue Jays isn't looking that great. <laughs> but speaking of Sammy Long, how about Sammy Long saving back-to-back games? Yep. And, and coming through and, and finding a way. The A's needed him, and he came through both games. I'm really impressed with him and impressed with a lot of those guys down there in the bullpen over this stretch. Look, it's one thing to win, and, and they had a couple blowout games, but to win games 2-1 to one and 5-2 to two and win the tight one 8-6 to six yesterday, win some tight games, that's a lot about the club, you know. I really think so, and it's it's interesting as it said in the the game notes today that the A's have saves in four consecutive games for the first time since I think 2018. So the, I definitely agree that the bullpen is starting to get more consistent. They're starting to get more confident, and I I know Townie says it all the time. You have to build confidence, and you can say all oh, 15 wins. It doesn't matter. It does to these guys. Yeah, it does a sure. whole lot to these guys. Sure. It means the world. It's crazy. Sam Sammy Long goes from being the opener to now being a guy that's picking up saves. Last guy I remember doing that, Liam Hendricks for the A's. Wow. Liam yeah. Hendricks, great story. I know not to go off on a tangent, but great story, him coming back from cancer. Yes. Now he's back on the injury list. Hopefully he gets back soon. We want to see him when he's here when the White Sox play. But, yeah, Sam Long has been a great find for the A's. ERA under three. Uh, he, but he's been doing as the opener, now closing games. Uh, maybe we'll see him back as an opener. Who knows? But bullpen's been much better, aside from two, a couple guys, the bullpen and the walks. I mean, the six walks yesterday is always going to be a little troublesome. But, that's been an issue all year long. So yeah. they keep working on that and bringing that ERA down and winning some games and getting past that narrative of the historically bad start and the trending of the Spiders. I mean, I think this is – there's a lot of positivity. We see what the guy, how the guys are running behind us, jumping into the camera and having a good time. I yeah. mean, not that they weren't beforehand, but I think, like, there's a lot – it's infectious. And everyone's starting to have I – mean, we're having a great time. It's way different. And it, you would never think this team has 17 wins with the way everyone's acting the last couple the last couple days for sure. And, by the way, can we talk about Jace Peterson's historic night? Uh, you know, five for five, two home runs. He did have a five-hit game before. He didn't have the two homers in it. But you start – you really started to see it. He started to have some good at-bats. He lined out a couple times. And it started to – you started to see it. Happen and and now I, I talked to Pat Murphy about him who, who who has been his coach for a while in Milwaukee and he said look you ju- he's going to hit it's going to happen but he made a nice diving play at second base as well I mean he's a good veteran player got off to a really slow start uh, but he never panicked and never his his confidence never wavered it's all about pardon the cliche trust the process he did seven hits and nine at bats at one point so I think we're starting to see Jace Peterson for who he is now yeah and the nice thing about Seeing guys like him and and Aletnis Diaz, the veteran guys starting to hit better, that's a good sign because they're starting to hit better. That gives confidence. You know, the team will start building confidence in them. Then the young players start building confidence, and you're going to start seeing guys hit. Jonah Bride's been not, has been yes. doing well since he's been called up. Kevin Smith with a big home run yesterday. That was a Vegas Kevin Smith home run yesterday. That's not yeah. an a, that's not 
Major League, that was, I mean, he destroyed that ball. So yeah. it's good. To, hopefully he can keep that going because Kevin Smith was Babe Ruth in, in, in the PCL. So hopefully he can keep that going. But there's a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, positive vibes in the yes. clubhouse. And it's, yeah, absolutely. There's man. positive vibes all over the ballpark right now. So it's it's been great to see the team play a lot better after, you know, uh, we don't need to keep talking about how bad the season Had some levity, like. too, in the dugout with the, with the, oh, with yeah, the, with the coming hammer. out. Langoliers was rolling. They were all laughing about it. So that was pretty classic, too, you know. Who ended up fixing the hammer? I saw someone bring it back and it was fit. Um, I don't know. I saw someone carrying it back and holding it when it was broken. Um, it doesn't matter. They fixed the Thor hammer after he went like that and it broke, it like fell off, and they brought it back. I do like the Thor hammer celebration. I, I know t- some people are like, "Why are you celebrating? You have 17." Are they supposed to be just be, "Oh man, oh, 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 oh we lost again." No, you, be exciting. Like yeah, have a home run celebration. Up. Like the Reds have something, the Angels have something, the Blue yeah. Jays. I think the Blue Jays actually retired the home run jacket, oh, did which they? I thought that was a cool thing. I, lo- I thought that jacket was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with all that stuff. I know people are gonna, you know, like old school people are like. Teams aren't winning. Why are you celebrating? Yeah, it, you don't want that kind of vibe in the clubhouse where everyone's just down, hanging their head, being down. I mean, I feel I, I like what I like what we're seeing so far, and it, it can only go up from here. And it's it's this is a good litmus test against the Rays. It is. I mean, look, this is this is the best team in baseball, and and Kotze talked about that. I mean, this 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 team coming in is no joke with the starting pitching they have, with the bullpen they have. Their bullpen, Jason Adam, one of those guys, just. They, their bullpen's phenomenal. It really is. And and when, and guy gets injured, they bring somebody else up. And they, they, they so uh, look, this is going to be a big test for the A's. And having won five in a row, you do have some momentum. Tampa Bay did have to fly cross country. I mean, so did so did the A's. But they, but a little longer flight from Tampa. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I I'm looking forward to seeing this series because they Tampa will see a different A's team than they saw in April. That we know. Yeah, yeah like you said that because. They got swept at the trap. Yes. So I think this A's team needs to play with a chip on their shoulders and prove, hey, we're not that same team you yeah. saw early in the year. Yeah. We've, we've improved. So I, I, I want to see some aggressiveness from the A's yeah. tonight. Hogan Harris, A's left-handed starting pitcher, will join Johnny D in a few moments right here on A's Cast Live. With more sunshine returning, it's time to get outside and make the most of what Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer. Like 27 championship caliber holes tucked in the beautiful hills of San Jose. And take advantage of their amazing Bay Area views for your next special event. It's all for you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club, an award-winning venue designed to peacefully take you away from the bustle of Silicon Valley. Go to CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. All right, well, we have Hogan Anthony Harris, the first here. Hello. <laughs> how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Great to see you. Pleasure. You know, uh, it's funny, we were walking side by side, going on the bus before the after the second to last game, and yeah. I said, man, it's pretty fun. It's fun, team. And you, you go, just wait. It's it's still going. Like you, you felt it. You felt it in the clubhouse. You feel it with this team. There, there's a good vibe going on. Can you talk to the fans about that? Yeah, it's absolutely a huge vibe going on right now. Uh, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, even when we were losing a lot, like early on in the season, it was like I would check after our games, and be like, lost another one, lost another. One. Yeah. But it was all like, 
yeah, sure, there were a few blowouts here and there, but, like, for the most part, it was like, God, we almost had it. We almost yeah, had it a lot. That's true. And it's the big thing for me, I feel like, is just all the young guys are starting to get comfortable. Yeah. You know, uh, all the guys, like, obviously we have a lot of talent. I mean, even for the first, like, what, 45 games, I think we had more hits than the Yankees, more hits than a lot of people. Right. So it was just everything. It was like we had one thing one day and another thing the other day, but there was not combining. And now we're starting to be able to kind of get both going at the same time. No so doubt, man. Big. You know, after your first start, you know, after your first appearance, I should say, mm-hmm. you, you, I knew you were hankering to get back so badly because you know – in your heart what you can do and you yeah. know you pitch well i know that i know it crushed you because you went down there you worked on some things you said i just want another shot because i know yeah. what i can do with the big league. you get back you get they have an opener you you get that second five five strong how good did that feel to come back and do that i mean talk about a polar opposite right from one to the other but it it felt really good but at the same time it felt like it felt like that's what should have happened the first time. Obviously, maybe not at, like, the level that it was. I mean, that was – I couldn't have ever asked for a better outing, a better, like, reset yeah. than that, for yeah. sure. I mean, what a lineup. You know, obviously had a few good plays behind me too, though, to help out. Yeah. A lot of hard-hit balls, but they were hit hard at the right people. Yeah, right. Uh, but <clears throat> still, just it was such a confidence booster coming yeah. back. It's like, okay, cool. So my stuff does actually play, especially when you throw strikes. That helps too, but. But, you know, it's like nothing really – like. University of Louisiana Lafayette, and mm-hmm. what, everything I've read about you, the people I've talked to about you, is nothing. You just, you're never too high, never too low. The perfect demeanor for, for big league baseball, and you have yeah. to have that. So, it, so yeah, you were bothered by the thing, but you said, you know what, I'm going to get it back. Right? Is that yeah, always been I, kind of your mindset? And your I gave myself 12 hours, no matter what, yeah. no matter how good or how bad. I'll give myself, yeah. depending, two hours to 12 hours to be like, okay. Yeah. I'll ride my high horse or I'll be just wildly pissed off. Yeah, yeah. You know, just one or the other. But you can't let it go one way or the other for too long. Because, yeah. I mean, life's a roller coaster and baseball for sure is. So, you know, it, it, ride the ups when you got it, but also be ready for the downs. Yeah, the, the plane, plane where I was a little louder yesterday, it was just great to hear. Bit. A little louder. Guys were guys just are getting after bit. having a great time. <laughs> they were There was a joy to that uh, plane flight. Yes. I, I, this, I would loved it. I was sitting there, see hearing all that, how noisy it was. I loved it, and you, yeah, you must have awesome. loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I've only been on a few flights so far, yeah. but luckily, all the ones I've been on, we were kind of on the up and up yeah. right now. So, I haven't been on too many of the uh, the down yeah. flights. You know, luckily, we've had obviously five in a row right now. But even then, even when we were losing, it was still close games. You know, it was. A lot of a lot of battling going yeah. on one way or the other. Like it wasn't any blowouts that I can remember. Yeah. So luckily, I haven't had to deal too much as of now with like the. Gosh, it's a really quiet plane. Yeah. You know, luckily. Last one for you because I know you got to get up to a meeting, but I noticed in the dugout, you and Cap uh-huh. and Sears, all you guys are constantly talking to each other about you know different things in the game, and you 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 know there's a. There's camaraderie with the starting pitchers and the bullpen, too. Yeah. Do you feel that with this this team, guys, p- I do. feeding off each other that I way? I do. I think the biggest thing is, obviously, like I said, we're young. But still, everyone's learning, and we want to keep learning. You know, no one feels content, yeah. which is a big thing. And also, like, that is one perk for me coming in with a younger team in general. Like, you don't feel as uncomfortable, like, ask a question. Yeah. To, like, do this. Like, you 
like obviously you know like if we like on the plan i was like hey i don't want to mess this up like where, where should i sit you know right, things like right. that but like you're not afraid to go ask those questions with these guys like it, there's just a certain level of comfort even before i made up the first time it's like obviously you know like i've been places with these people but not consistently but it just felt the whole team in general like you just there's a certain comfort level like kind of a brotherhood family type thing yeah. that i don't think many teams actually have and so that's why i was telling you earlier it's like once we start to click i was like okay i think something special could start to happen yeah you Again, said you said you said that confident look like just wait it's yeah. coming just wait hey Absolutely. thanks get, get to your meeting Absolutely. thanks a lot all right all, it. Going. all right that was hogan harris our guest do we have do we have the great ken correct right now or are we gonna take a break we're gonna take a break we'll come back with a hall of famer after this this is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, back here at the Coliseum, Ken Corrick, the great Ken Corrick, with us. And, and Ken, great to have you uh, with us. Good to see you. And I Thank hope you're work, working with you tonight on the on the radio. We're working together. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, yeah, we get to yeah. next next four days. I'm excited. That's going to that. be fun. It yeah. will. We'll have a blast. But I know Conte said in the in the the scrum with the reporters that he wants. He said, "Look, I, for lack of a better term." It was embarrassing in April. 31 runs we allowed, had, had scored five runs, back-to-back 11 nothing losses, four hits in those two games. We want a better showing, and I think the, the A's are excited to, to show the Rays who they are now. Right? Well, I think he was really candid with yes. that comment, I yeah. thought. He said in all areas, really, the A's didn't play well and fundamental breakdown. So, yeah, they lost two 11 nothing games in the series. And I asked him, and you're going to hear the interview the manager showed later, um, is this series a barometer in terms of talking about where the A's are at now as they match up against the Rays as we're now in the third month of the season? So, you know, maybe there's something to that. Uh, the Rays are really good. And yes. you know what is, is amazing about them is they've lost so many pitchers. As you know, some of their best guys are on the yeah. I.O. and they've had they have great depth in their organization. So a credit to them. So it um, should be fun. They do, you know. It's a, they, they seem to lose a guy, and a guy comes up, and it, it's, it speaks volumes about the farm system and the way they develop pitching, right? They just have yeah. this knack for pitching, right? Well, two guys who started against the A's in that series are on the I.L. and Jeffrey Springs and, yes. and Drew Rasmussen, yes. and they just plug guys in. Now, McClanahan has been the best. I mean, he's the the first half Cy Young, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say, in the yes. American League? Yep. He's just been we, tremendous for them. So, right. but uh, you know, the the way the A's are playing, and I think the other thing that that Mark said that was interesting was because we've talked about the need for validation. When you work really hard but you keep losing, you want to be able to go to the clubhouse and celebrate and validate the hard work. And so as the identity of the team develops, uh, I think that's been a really important thing, and that's been a a big factor in their their five-game winning streak. Yeah, you know, and I think another factor, too, we talk about the youth with Ruiz and with Noda and some of these guys, but the fact that Alemis Diaz and Jace Peterson are starting to play, starting to hit. Uh, and, and those are two good veteran leaders on the club as it is. Um, I think that helps a lot. You know? It's been big, I think, on the road trip. Those guys came alive yeah. offensively. Yeah. 
And even though Jace is only batting about what 225, is is on base is 100 points better than his batting average. So that's that's big. And and if you look at their club, these guys really didn't play together. There are a lot of new guys that came into the the club this year. You look right. at the starting lineup tonight, Johnny. How many of those guys played together last year? So maybe it takes a while for that identity to develop. And and you look at that. You know their offensive numbers are not good compared to the rest of the league. They've been better, of course, during the winning streak. But when you, when you have Ruiz leading off and Noda batting second, yep. right? Ruiz is leading the league in steals and Noda's leading the league in on base. Right. That's a pretty good one, too. And now Rooker is coming alive, and he's still in the top ten in OPS in the yep. American League. He's batting fifth tonight. So there are some signs that the offense is turning the corner. I, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit more about Ruiz. You've watched a lot of baseball in your life. You watch him and you watch him roam center field and you watch him hit 400 and run as a scoring position. What are you seeing overall from this guy through the first 70 games of this season? I think he's the most exciting player the A's have had, at least for you know for sure on the basis since Ricky. And yeah. Kotze said that I think as early as spring training. Wow. Yeah. So it's just you want guys where where they when he gets on base, you don't want to go to the concession stand. Right. right? Those exactly. are really important players. <laughs> right. The no concession stand players are really important yeah. on a ball club. He's a no concession stand. No, that's a great player. point. That's such a great point. You know, and you just, he's you fun to watch. Yeah. And, you know, Coco Chris stole a lot of bases too. He was really an igniter for the A's offensively. I think Ruiz needs to get on base a little bit more. His on base isn't bad. His on base percentage is largely in part because he gets hit by so many pitches. So he maybe does. a few more walks yeah. will really solidify his status as a Outstanding leadoff hitter, but for a, a young player, getting a chance to play regularly for yeah. the first time, I, I think he's been great. He could be the A's all-star this year. I want to switch gears for a second, talk about a player that the A's saw on this trip in the first three games of this series. I'm so intrigued with him. I always loved, and I'm not comparing this guy to these guys, but I always loved Rodney Klein crew. I like Tony Gwynn. I like Wade Boggs. I like those kinds of players, right? But watch Luisa Arias and what he's yeah. doing. Um, to watch him use the entire field, to watch him survey the field before he hits. And I just want to know your your take on him and watching him uh, from afar, watching him play. What, what, what do you think of him? Well, it's not a stretch for me to say this, and Catronio will validate this, yeah. that the first time I ever saw him play, I told Vince that he's going to win a batting title. Like the first, I don't know, the first series, at least the first series the A's played against the Twins, yeah. where he played every day, I said he's going to win a batting wow. title. nice. Love so it. he can flip it around anywhere he wants. Yeah. He can hit it anywhere he wants. Yeah. So if anybody's going to hit 400, I mean, it's going to, it's so hard to hit. Yes. But he could hit, he could hit 370. The, he could hit 380. The fact Johnny. that on June 6th or June 7th or June 10th that he's hitting 400 is incredible these days with all the specialized pitching. I mean, it's. It's remarkable. I talked to Jason Hart. I talked to Rod Bras, both on that Marlins staff about him, and they have never seen anything like it. And in you know, since they've been in the game, I, I just love watching him play. Oh, he's he's great to watch, and that was a that's a real baseball trade yes. between the twins because Pablo Lopez, pretty good pitcher yeah, too, right? That is, it's pretty good. I mean, when you're trading the the batting champion in the league, and then mm-hmm. he's traded, you better get something back you better, in return. You're darn right. right. So, the Twins got a pretty good pitcher. They back. did. I know, and I know I'm bouncing from subject to subject, but I do want to okay. talk. I do want to talk about uh, Medina because yeah. he had a, he had a strong performance at coming out of the bullpen. He, they had the opener, and and 
I had a little interaction with him in the dugout uh, before a game, and I said, you're, you're feeling pretty good. He goes, you know what? He goes, I feel like I can dominate this league. And he had that. It, it wasn't just a, I think I can dominate. It was like, I'm going to dominate. And I love that kind of confidence, and he's got great stuff. He does. He has the stuff to do it. He had a tough outing against the Marlins, yes, he did. As, as you know, and you were there. Uh, he followed the opener the other day and went five, so now the bullpen comes in in the seventh. Yeah. Which I think has been, I've never been a great fan of the opener, yep. but I think with a, a young staff like Mark Hotze and the staff, they believe that Hogan Harris is really well suited to follow an opener, so they're doing this to try to give confidence to the young starters, and if you can do the opener, then the, the next guy comes in gives you five or six. Now you're pretty deep into the game, and you yep. can set up the bullpen the way they want it. I don't think they want to use six relievers every day like right. they did yesterday because the bullpen's thin tonight. Let's face it. Yes. They're not going to have all those guys available tonight. No question. You're going to need – love to get six from Cap tonight, uh, obviously. And, and, yeah, I mean, they used a lot. And Look, I mean, talk about the opener. And, and Sam Mole embraced it the other day. He strikes mm-hmm. out three, sets the tone. Dallas Braden called it the best job in baseball. Just, just put strike your feet out three up. and just put your feet up and be a cheerleader, right? Yeah, and then you got Sammy Long at the other side yes. of the game, and his stuff really plays in relief. You saw him pitch a lot in the yeah. in the Coast League. Uh, his stuff plays. He had 96 the other day yeah. coming out of the bullpen, and when he got his first save on Saturday, back to back saves. Yeah, yeah, back to back saves. So. so no, it's been fun. I've enjoyed watching it and listening from a distance. Yeah. So it's nice. Well, uh, it is great. It is great to have you back. I can't wait to work with you tonight. We'll have a good time. And, and, and you look, they play the game. We'll see if the A's can get their six straight. We'll see. And when you play the Rays, it's always fun. Right. Because that's a, it's, you're, you're matching up against the best team. Yes. And you've got to be on your toes against them because they're going to do all the little things. And yeah. What, so you can't, you can't let up against them. And one thing Freed said, too, is like one thing that doesn't get talked about with our club is our defense. The defense is tremendous for that club. Yeah, and uh, Taylor Walls can move between second and short. Yep. He's going to play short tonight, yep. right? So, yeah, they, they do. And they're a team, like I said, even back to the Joe Madden days where they would use the safety squeeze and they'd hit and run and they'd move, you'd go from first to third. Fundamental stuff where if, you, if you're not focused defensively, they'll exploit that. And it's yes. been that way for many years for them. Are you going to wait for me to eat, or are you going to eat right now? No, I'm going to eat right now. You're going to eat right now, so you're not going to wait. Okay. Well, what time are you going to be down there? About 20 minutes. you got to eat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people don't realize that the eating eating part of the day is the most important part of the day. It's so important. It is. The game is is very much secondary to the the food. But I just love when you say, you want to eat? I love that. Let's go eat. I'll wait for you. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Great, Ken Korak. And we'll have more on A's cast after this. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, again, I'll, I like to do the reset every time we play the liner. Chris Townsend not here. He'll be back this week. Later He's this in week. Hawaii. Hawaii. I don't know which island. I didn't ask. Um, although he sent me a video of him golfing yesterday. I'll which say is this. Far for the course. I'll, I'll say this, though, bro. Honestly, like, 
he deserves, like, I know we joke and everything, but he deserves time off. This guy, I, this guy works his tail off. He works so hard. And you, I know you guys do, too. You do, too. I'm not saying you don't. Uh, what just, a backhanded compliment. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, let's be honest. He deserves time in the 808. He deserves time no, in the no, 808. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The, I mean, he's worked literally. I mean, like you guys, he's worked every game. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, Ray and I, we, we get a lot of weekends to ourselves most of the time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even comparisons are odious. I'm not saying that. I'm just all I'm saying is that. I'm just happy he's taking this time for himself and his family. I, I just think yeah, it's for great, sure. you know. Yeah, and, and we don't and we don't count the uh, the TV time as uh, time off either because he's still doing television. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. Uh, if if you think he doesn't need time off, that's an overreaction, which leads right into our great. <laughs> Here we go. Our segment Segway. overreaction Monday. Here, yeah, it's a great. Um, that, a great host always makes a great segue. <laughs> that's right. So uh, we'll, we've a little we've a little a uh, open that I created with well, unfortunately my voice. So here's the open for uh, overreaction okay. Monday. We must overreact immediately. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Everybody just calm down. It's time for Overreaction Monday on A's You come in with that smooth Live. voice, too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, perfect. So, Johnny, we haven't done this in a couple weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> overreaction Monday is pretty easy. I read something, and you guys tell me if it's an overreaction. All right. So, first one. Uh, Snakes, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Currently sitting first place in the NL, and I put NLE. Some an idiots. NL West. Uh, they are six. They are eight and two in their last ten, and they started four game set versus Philly today. Overreaction or not, the Snakes will win the NL West. Uh, I don't know how much an over, over. I think it's a slight. Overreaction because I don't think they're going to win the West. I don't. Ooh, I don't think they're going to win the West. I, yeah, I picked the Dodgers. So. I do. I think the Dodgers are going to win the West. I think Dodgers are going to end up winning the West. I do think Diamondbacks could make it as a wild card. I'm, I'm not like I never. I don't know if I said that at the start of the year. I don't. I didn't have them in the playoffs in my predictions. I yeah, didn't. I don't think That's they were just, in the. I don't think they were in the uh, NLCS with the Cardinals. So I don't think they were. <laughs> this guy. He's got to bring it up, right? He's got to <laughs> bring it up. He's the greatest. He's Doctor <laughs> Joby. Just cut you. He just cut you. Uh, no. Uh, I. I do. I think they're a really good team, and and I love. The I, lo- I love uh, kind of the makeup of that club. I just don't know if they have the pitching to, to, to win the division. But I do. I think it's the Dodgers' division to, to lose. I, I, the Dodgers will win that division. But uh, Diamondbacks have surprised me. They're impressive. They really are. Yeah, what do they, you think? Yeah, Redwood. You know, I don't think it's an overreaction, honestly. I, you mentioned that you don't think the Diamondbacks have the pitching to do it. The Dodgers' pitching has not exactly lit the world on fire yeah. lately. So I know it's a long season, and the Dodgers have their track record. They can win 100 games about blinking an eye in recent seasons, but I like the Diamondbacks' chances to take the West. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I, think with, I think with the Dodgers, Bobby Miller's been great. Um, yeah. he's, been a, he's been great for them coming up from, from AAA. Oklahoma City, top prospect, throws gas. I mean, he's, his numbers are incredible. But Ray's right, their pitching has been kind of down. But if you look at the Diamondbacks, they have Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen and then really about it. Henry's been up and down. Yeah, yeah, a lot of their guys are younger, and Nelson, like, they have some guys that they want to use, but they're a lot younger. So they, they're a team that could acquire a, a guy at the deadline, like a Dylan Cease if he's available, or Michael Kopech, or yeah. someone like, I yeah, don't know. that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe Marcus Stroman, because their farm system's deep, but we'll see. All right, so one says overreaction, one says not. That's All right. what's great about this. Yeah. We, yeah. You, you know, you have some disagreements. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, for the first time this season, two-way star Shohei Otani admitted he's been dealing with a bit of fatigue this year because of his increased workload on the mound. The Angels have tried to maximize Otani's starts this year, shuffling their rotation when necessary to make sure he pitches every sixth day. But it hasn't really worked out too well. Although his ERA is at 332 and 13 starts after he had a 233 ERA last year in 28 outings. 
Overreaction or not, Shohei Otani will be out of gas before September. Absolute overreaction. Uh, it, 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 there's no, no, no way. Otani may, maybe a, a little bit of a period, a little bit of a lull here, but Shohei's going to find a way. His stamina wise, the best athlete in the world. I, I think, I think it's an overreaction, and Otani will be there come stretch, come uh, when, when, down the stretch. Yeah, I think I know. Last year, that massive losing streak the Angels went on that cost Joe Madden his position. Otani wasn't playing that well. Neither was Trout. And I think it just shows that Shohei is human after all. Yes. He is a superhuman athlete, but sometimes you go through lulls like this. So I think a slight overreaction for sure. Yeah, it's, it's baseball, right? I mean, look, you're going to have this in baseball sometimes, right? You're not going to be – I was literally waiting for you to use the line from uh, – from, um, um Field of Dreams. When it's you were, baseball, when Ray. You were rolling your eyes. <laughs> he was rolling his eyes before he even said it. I was waiting for you to do the "It's baseball, Ray," because <laughs> right? you gotcha. looked at me like it's baseball, and then you looked, and I'm like, "All right, you could have sat at the Ray and opened the seat <laughs> right. from from Field of Dreams." There All right. Go. So, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like Otani. He's proved after last year that he is a guy that can handle this. Yes. Uh, especially if your Angels are trying to trade him, other than they're still in it right now, they're third in the in the AL West, um, but. I feel like if they're trying to trade him, that you don't want that out there that he's fatigued because why would a team give up everything for him? And you know he's a free agent after the year. And you're, if you're the Angels, you want to try to resign him, which I don't think he's going to stay in Anaheim. I'm sorry, my wife's an Angels fan. Yeah. I think he's sticking around in Anaheim. He's going to be. I, I still think personally, if it's not the Dodgers, I think Seattle's going to make a big push for him. I think it, it just fits in the market, everything with him. It just makes sense. But I don't think he's going to be tired. Either. I think he's going to sign with the Dodgers for $500 million. It's a fair assessment. I think that. I mean, you've been right about everything lately anyway, so I might as well just add that to the list. That could, no, I'm being serious. You got, you said the Pirates. You said the five game. I mean, might as well chalk that. Luis Medina is going to be an all-star next year. I don't I think mean, it's going out on a limb, though, with Otani, right? I think a lot of people are saying that. I just think, I think the Dodgers haven't made moves the last couple of years. They are, they are saving up for this. Like, yep. the, okay, so this is completely off topic. Does, does Soto get over $400 million with you think he does? That? I don't think he does now. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's in that range. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I, I. I thought before. I think his stock's going down a little bit. You know. I think so too. Yeah. And I mean, talk about Padres. How much money they've given out to all these players. Eventually, it's you gotta give a player maybe a little less than what they require. It's not like Steve Cohen where he's given forty million to a pigeon to play third base. It, it'll be interesting to see how it ends up. Yeah. How, how's that working out for your Mets? Not great. Not great at all. Thank Parts. you for ripping off that band-aid. Speaking of the Mets, I, I just want to, for a sec, just talk about the Mets <laughs> a little bit because I got a buddy who's a diehard Mets fan back home. Two parts took what, two out of three. How's that? Where, where, where are you guys? What is, what, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I just think things are not clicking right now for the Amazons. And I know the Pirates, they're, they're an okay team. They're on the they're on First the, place. Uh, yeah. Check their standings. They're okay. It's, it's an okay division. Middling at best. But <laughs> it's a bad division. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think there's not a lot of synergy. I know Starling Marte, he's kind of taken a dive defensively lately. I know there's been some injuries going around. Pete Alonso now in the IL for a bit of a spell. But I just think the, the early pitching woes did not help early on. I think there's getting a little more consistency there, but a winning team has to fire on all cylinders, and the Mets just are not doing Does that. Does he rub it in when he can because he can't very often He with the was Pirates? texting me all weekend yeah. going, raise it, and I'm just I'm sitting there with my phone just – yeah, to chuck it across the room. Wasn't even texting. I was sending it to Ray on our Google chat for work, so it was even better. Everyone could see it if they really wanted yeah, to. Me, you know, Ray Kraft for the Mets falling. All right, sticking in the NL Central, uh, Ellie De La Cruz has been great for the Reds. Um, he's a talk of baseball. He's hitting 364 this year already with a home run and a 194 OPS plus. Everyone doesn't know how that works. If you have a 194 OPS plus, the average is 100. He's almost 100 points better than league average. Small sample size, but yep. And the Reds are yeah. still in their 500, but the yeah. youth movement is here. You got Matt McClain, you got Hunter, you got Hunter Green, 
De La Cruz, you got Spencer Steer. They have a lot of guys coming in their system. Are the Reds the most exciting team in baseball? I don't think I would say the Reds are the most exciting team in baseball. They're a pretty exciting team, though, and they, I think they've surprised a lot of people. But I, I don't know if I'd call them the most exciting. Also, Encarnacion Strang, too. They got, yeah, they got a bunch of, Yeah, they got a bunch of guys coming. There's no question. And, and guys that are there now. So they, it's, they've, I didn't expect them to do what they're doing. Are they the most exciting team in baseball? I don't think so, but they're still very exciting. Yeah, for sure. And they're definitely getting younger, which, mm. of course, we all know how the normal host of this show thinks about getting younger as a team. So yeah. Townie needs yeah, to love yeah. what's going on in Cincinnati yes, right yeah. now. And I, and I do, too. I, I like the attitude, first of all, that De La Cruz brings. You need to have a guy who's a little braggadocious, really yeah. talkative, because we talk about how much important marketing a player and being your, your franchise guy, you need to be personable. And I think De La Cruz has that. I, I really, I like. He's what fun to watch, man. He really is. It pains yeah. me as a te- as a fan of a team that that plays in the NL Central. It pains me to know that with O'Neill Cruz out, there's some other guy with the last name Cruz that's taking over the division. I, O'Neill needs to come back. But anyway, I know. When, I, when, I think the Reds are exciting. I really do. I I don't yeah. know if um, how can I put this? I don't know if David Bell's going to be their manager long term. Hmm. But I do think that the youth movement is helping, and I think that whoever it's almost like the situation with the, the Cubs where they had um, Rick Renteria, he came and started building it, and then Joe Madden came and took him over the top. I'm not saying I could have with the Reds, but I feel like that's something. But they have a lot of young talent. And Votto's going to be back soon, too. I know he's old, but Votto's going to be the guy that can bring that veteran presence that they're kind of lacking right now. So uh, last one, because we won't be able to get to the Rangers. Rangers wouldn't be in first place without Bruce Bochy. Overreaction or no? Say, say it again. This is a quick one. Yeah. Rangers wouldn't be in first place without Bruce Bochy. Or Yes. Uh, you know what? I, look, the Rangers are a really talented club, but, but to, to sit there and say that Bruce Bochy's not a huge factor is, is just a yarn. It's a lie. I mean, there's no question what he does for a club and what he does for that clubhouse and what he does for the, just the – you know, it's a veteran club, and, and I'm telling you, he, he – he, uh, I saw an article on him today that just, uh, you know, yeah, he, he talks slow and he walks slow, but he thinks fast, and I, and I love that. He's a, he's a brilliant baseball mind, and he has a way about him. He's a leader. I, I think – I don't know about not being in first place, but I know he's a huge factor in this team doing as well as they are. I 100% agree. Yeah, the Rangers have been a club that's been good on paper for the last couple of seasons just have not been able to put it together. And I think Bruce Bochy was that missing piece in the puzzle to make them a true contender. Absolutely. Yeah, and they were doing a lot of this without Corey Seager, and now Seager's back. So their yeah. offense getting – Marcus Simeon's been play, having a great year. I know Ace fans don't want to hear that, but Marcus Simeon's been great for them. You know, yeah, and you know who's been huge for them? And their them? pitching's been awesome, Dane too. Dane Dunning has been huge yeah. for them. Yes. Like Dane like, you know, they, they, they had uh, the loss to the, to Degrom, and uh, and you have they had another pitching uh, loss to a pitcher, and guys come in, guys step up. So I, it's it's been impressive. I mean, Dunning's been good. Uh, Andrew Heaney's been good. Uh, Nathan Avoldi's been great yes. since they signed yes. him. He's yes, second. He he's second in baseball and wins yep. with nine behind only Shane McClanahan. Yep. They're playing really well, and their pitching's been been kind of the the thing that's surprised a lot of people because yep. we knew they they would hit with Garcia and Simeon and Seager. But last one. Saturday night, Stanford's Quinn Matthews kept the Cardinal alive in the Super Regional against Texas. Matthews, who was 10-4 on the season, has thrown at least 100 pitches in 15 of his 17 starts. Well, last night, he threw 156 pitches in the Cardinals' victory. If this is a major league team, well, this, he would have got pulled after 75 starts. Stanford has been riding Matthews hard this spring. Earlier this month, he threw 180 pitches in a four-game span over wins over Texas A&M and Chris Townsend's beloved San Jose State Spartans. But 156 in a single outing is beyond, is what they're saying. That's way too much. This is a guy that could be drafted in the first five rounds. I was looking back the last time an A's pitcher threw 156. Oakland A's pitcher. Yeah. 
threw 156 pitches in a game was Mike Moore in 1991 when he threw 156 in eight innings. But Quinn Matthews talked about it after the game, and he made a pretty bold claim saying that uh, they, were, they weren't going to take the ball from him, and that, in which he's a senior, which could have been his last start. Quinn Matthews is with us. Quinn, you just finished off a legendary performance, 156 pitches. What were the last few innings like in the conversation about you finishing this? Yeah, I mean, I told him I was good to go. It wasn't like that they were going to try and take the rock out of my hand. I mean, I gave up a hit there that made it a little more interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, did the job. The team got the win, but we're not done yet, so we got to get, get ready for tomorrow. What was the last discussion when Thomas came out in the ninth? Uh, he goes, let's have an adult conversation. I said, I'm getting this kid out. <laughs> and, again, pretty, pretty stirring conversation there. But, I mean, they gave me the leeway there. I knew that it was my last hitter of the game. I didn't know what my pitch count was at. But, like I said, I knew I wanted the rock. And, I mean, at least give the bullpen a shot tomorrow, and we'll be ready to go. To be So, I, I, we, for time, I'm not going to play the rest of it. Overreaction or not, Quinn Matthews' career is in jeopardy. I, I, I don't know about saying it that way. I don't know if his career is in jeopardy, but I do think that's a little much. 156 is a little much. I mean, you get above 130 and 130. I mean, look, it's been proven. Like, like that's why, why do you think there is pitch limbs? I'm not saying 75, 80 and pull him. I'm just saying 156 is a lot. For so, a college senior, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I, so look, I, I remember when someone with Vandy, I can't remember. I don't think it was Sonny Gray. Somebody with Vandy uh, threw, might have been Sonny, threw 118, 120, maybe 130 pitches. And I thought, that's a lot. 156 is too many. It's yeah. too many pitches. So, so will his career be ruined? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know about that. But I'm just saying, I think 156 is too much. Yeah, I don't think his career is in jeopardy, but it's never going to be the same. This pitch count is going to open some eyes, whether that's for good or bad. We'll, we'll find out. And he, I mean, this is a guy. Of course, Cody mentioned it. He has draft pedigree. He was actually drafted by the Rays in last yeah. year's draft. Later in the rounds, didn't sign. Went back to Stanford. But yeah, no, I do like. He said, no, they're not going to take the rock from me. And I, I don't know about that. I, I know in some some college baseball coaches, I, th I think they were going to have the final say, no matter who is on that mound, yeah, where they yeah. going to take that ball. Yeah. And, and David Esker is a, is a coaching legend at Stanford. He coached at Cal. He played, won a national title at Stanford. Uh, I, I don't, I don't. I'm with. I'm, I don't. I think that's a lot of pitches. I do too. I know town. I know what Townie would say. Let let him throw. Let him. He's a, <laughs> yeah. let him go. What are we? You know. I understand. No, that. if it was like if he. I get he's a senior coming to his last start, sure, but he he's also projected to be drafted in the first five rounds. If this is a guy that maybe it was his last start ever in yeah. baseball, mm -hmm. okay, sure, but this is a guy that a team's going to want to draft him. Right. What, and what happens if they get him in, I don't know, the, the, during good. a workout, he blows out his arm or something. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see how he gets looked at now going into the draft draft yeah. next month during the, during the All-Star break. But, yeah, that's that was the last, the last time a pitcher threw 156 pitches in a game was Tim Wakefield in 1997. The last non-knuckleballer yeah, to do it yeah. was Roger Clemens at age 33 in 1996. Wow. wow. So it's been a long time. As I mentioned, Mike Moore. Did the most lowest pitch thrown by an ace pitcher was Mike Fires. Uh, recently was Mike Fires and his no-hitter through 131. Wow. Okay. Back in 2019. So All right. that's going to do it for Ace Guys Live. Quickly, I want to promote tonight's uh, Lou Gehrig night here at the ballpark. I'm wearing my end ALS shirt for Sarah Langs, like one of the best friends of this program. Yep. We're rooting for you, Sarah. I wanted to make sure I wore this today. Vince Catronio is going to have it on on NBC Sports California. We want to thank Andy Freed, Ray's broadcaster, Hogan Harris, and Ken Korak for stopping by. Myself, Ray, and Johnny will be back tomorrow. Yep. 4 o'clock right here on Ace Cuts Live. We're going to have hopefully Sammy Long. We're going to have Brian Anderson, World Series champion with the Arizona Diamondbacks and Ray's broadcaster. And whoever else we can find want meandering around the Coliseum, we'll, we'll bring them on. Sounds good. But coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to have Ace Total Access brought to you by 
Chevron. Chevron yeah. with Johnny D. Yep. Thanks for watching, everyone, and listening on A's Cast. And we'll be back in about 30 minutes. And we'll see you tomorrow right here for A's Cast. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me. Comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 